Everybody, welcome to another episode of Lem Me No. I'm your host, Angel Lem. Today I'm sitting with AI Ramos. She's a poet, the writer of Moth Baby, Gritty, and she was just featured on the Latinx Poetry Project, hosted by Alegria Magazine. AI is an intersectional feminist, an environmentalist, and a proud Latinx. Her writing focuses on abortion, mental illness, health, immigration, education, domestic violence, addiction, healing, sexuality, identity, race, community, gender, culture, media, and all its effects on oneself. Her first publication, Gritty, begins her journey where she came to terms with how to deal with her trauma. She never spoke out about it in such a manner. Her second self-published book, Moth Baby, continues her journey in a new light even when it seemed that there was no escape. On this episode, we talk about her writing, what got her started, and what inspired her to write her books. So hopefully you guys are having a great day. I know we're all going through stuff right now, but hopefully this is a little distraction for you guys. Um, Like I said, thank you for, I didn't say, but thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for listening to me and your support. There's way more important things, but there's, it doesn't mean that her story isn't as important. So hopefully you guys are able to support her. Make sure you buy her books. Make sure you read her poetry. I will be giving out two books. I'll be giving out Gritty and Moth Baby. So um, stay tuned so you guys could know how to win. Andrea also has a podcast called Getting Gritty with Andrea. This podcast is about reading and discussing the poems of published poetry collections and other works by Andrea, as well as the important issues they strive to bring to the table. She talks about things that are taboo, uncomfortable, harsh, the gritty and the beauty and healing to be found in it all. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you listen to her podcast and make sure you grab her book. Like I said, I will be doing a giveaway, so stay tuned. Make sure you go add me on Instagram and facebook but i'll be hosting the giveaway on instagram don't forget to leave a five-star review on itunes and make sure you share the podcast with your friends like i said i hope to entertain you guys and maybe bring out some issues and i don't know what you guys are going through but hopefully the conversations that i have through the show hopefully you guys helps you in some way and on this episode we'll be discussing anxiety and 
some of the issues that um, Andrea goes through and some tips on how to help you if you're suffering from anxiety yourself. So I don't want to take too much time off of your hands and I want to get to the interview. So why don't we listen to Andrea? Microphone and singing 
everybody welcome back hopefully you guys enjoy that song today i'm sitting with ai ramos she's from lancaster california she's a writer and poet she was featured on the latinx poetry project and she's also written two books gritty and moth baby so um first of all before i start with my whole interrogation how are you coping with this whole new normal with the covid19 situation that we're all living in it's a little bit harder for me and probably like others i like me that have anxiety i have like really bad anxiety um, I go to therapy every week, so that helps. Um, and, you know, see my psychiatrist and stuff uh, semi-often to just check in with myself. Um, but it's kind of hard, because it's like, I'm scared to go outside. It's like all the things that I used to be worried about, like things that I thought was irrational at the time, because that's what my anxiety would do to me. Is like, it just felt like it happened. Like it all just came true and at once. And then like, I have a family member that just passed away. like during the last week so it's like oh, wow. sorry for your loss oh no it's a, yeah thank you um i don't know it's just weird it just feels unreal um i'm doing school and stuff so that keeps me busy um i've been online though for like two years now so like i'm used to doing that so that's not really a thing that i had to transition to mm-hmm. um like other um students so that was a little bit easier so i have that in my writing though so that's been keeping me going and, you know, with my cats and my partner and stuff. So it's been okay. It's been better than I thought it would be, but it's been, it's been rough. Just like everybody else. It's been pretty rough. So like your therapy, like you do it through Zoom or like how mm-hmm. do you do yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like, um, you can either do it like this, like a Skype kind of thing, FaceTime, or you can just do it on the phone. So I just talk on the phone with her every week. Just try to like keep up with it and just, you know, de-stress and everything. So that helps me a lot. That's good. Well, I mean, I'm sure like your poetry, that's that's how you vent and mm-hmm. that's pretty much how you get all your frustrations and your insight. Yeah. Personally, like I suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. So like I mean I don't have a therapist. Maybe I should see one, but like I feel like I could answer all my questions. But I understand like that's not the right way to do it, but like mm-hmm. stubborn, you know, even though I preach and I tell everybody, go see a therapist, like, but not me. Not me. Not, <laughs> not yet, not yet. Hopefully in the future, but not yet. Yeah. I'm not ready to face those demons, you know. But like I said, you're a writer and poet. And so first of all, like I wanna know how you got into poetry. Like, is this something that like you discover as a child, somebody like something in high school or like something recent? Um, so I've been writing since like middle school because I've been reading since I was in like first grade. So I was just a reader before a writer, and then I didn't I used to write fiction, so I used to write novels, like fiction novels and stuff, and I had written like three by the time I got to like college. Um, then during my like saw like junior junior year of undergraduate 
I um, took a narrative, like a verse class and I just fell in love with it. I just realized there was like a lot more, I don't know. I just resonated more. I liked what I could do with it. I didn't know. I thought, I completely thought of something different. I, cause it was just not a genre that I was writing in before. So I thought it was going to be more strict. I thought it wasn't going to be as fun, but it just turned it into something like, it was just, I just have way more fun with it than fiction. So I don't really do fiction often anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but I do confessionalism. So that's like, you know, I talk about my experience, my like real experiences myself or like others around me or that I observe is usually what I write in. Like when did you discover that, that that's something that you like preferred to write about? I think when I was writing, like the first week, I think our teacher had us write like a, like it was a poem a week or whatever. And she would give us, you know, you could write whatever you wanted to write about, but sometimes it had like different forms she wanted us to play in. And I think the first one was just like a free verse and I just was writing. And I, we were talking about, I think we were doing a workshop and then the students will tell you like, you know, what could you do better and things like that. And like we would talk about techniques every week, like different ones that you could do in poetry. And um, they were workshopping my poem and I was just thinking about a lot of like because I use I like to use a lot of metaphors and stuff and I like to cuss a lot and I don't know I just like I just like the the freedom and then the words that I could use in it and um how I could like act like I'm talking about one thing but you know actually talking about another and then the reader has to like kind of like figure that out mm -hmm. for themselves or have their own each like interpretation so yeah yeah oh I, I read like I read two of the poems, or oh, three of your poems, the, mm -hmm. like one from each from um, Gritty, one from Moth Baby, and the one you have featured at the um, at Latin, the Latinx Poetry Project. Mm -hmm. And like you, you touch on some issues. Like, I don't think I've had like a poet on here that touches like, I'm, I'm sure they do talk about them, and mm -hmm. I just haven't read their poems. But like the one that, that kind of stood out to me was like, uh, we can't send like our something. Hold on, I got the title. But basically, it's about like mass shootings. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Well, can you just? Oh, we can't stop sending the um them to school, can we? And mm -hmm. like that's a, that's something that honestly, like I haven't had, or I feel like I haven't had somebody on the podcast that touches on subjects like that. So, like, can you tell me a little bit about that poem? Yeah, so that was, um, you know, like every year it was like every year we're having like multiple ones. And I think that was I published it last year. And I think it was early that year. My brother, thank God, it was um, nothing happened at his school, but it was um, they were it was like a threat. You know, they thought someone so they, they thought someone was going to come like a shooter. So they had to put it on, on lockdown. And I got a text, you know, from my mother. And it was like I was already pissed about it, you know, because I have younger three younger siblings are in school like. Um, you know, I was going to college still at the time and just the kids in general, I was just like, people should not be scared to like go to school. Like it's a, it was always a, a safe haven for myself. So that really like made it, I don't know, it just really hit home. Um, Cause that was, that was the place that I went. That was the place I went to go to read, to write the library. Like I loved school ever since I was like little. So it was like to think like, I didn't have to go through that. Like I never had those fears and these kids now. And I'm like, I'm scared. Like one day I was like, at that point, I was like, I'm scared. Like I'm gonna get a text that my brother and my sisters, like they died or they're in the hospital. And I was just pissed that these this was happening. So I wrote the poem a little bit after I think that I got that text and everything ended up being okay. But I was just like, it's still not okay. Like 
for now, like they're fine. But what's what about tomorrow? Like parents all around are just like so like probably frightened to just take their kids to school. But it's like, what can you do? Like now we're having the virtual school now and I'm just and it's kind of like I might think I might write about it later on seeing like, is this the type of thing that they should be doing? Like it just sucks because it's like, should we force kids to be homeschooled? Like all that is like it just comes into play. So I'm just like, how do we like send them to school still? But like, why, how do we just cut it out then? Like, with, how do they still get that time with other kids and people and teachers face to face? Like, it's just a lot of different factors. So I think I was coming from that place. Like, I was definitely like pissed. Like a lot of these poems that are like, I'm just like really either angry and that's how I'm letting it out. And, um, but not being like shy about it. Cause I used to be like really quiet and stuff. And I'm just like, fuck it. Like, just <laughs> say what I have to say. And did did you talk? You said it was your brother. Mm-hmm. Like, did you talk to him about it? Like, how he felt? Like, did you see like his perspective of like him going through it? He doesn't really talk, which kind of sucks. Like, I about that specifically, I haven't even asked him about it, which I really should, and I I felt bad that I haven't like talked about it with him. But he's kind of quiet on other issues in general things that are going on kind of downplays things and i think that kind of goes into him like being a boy and feeling like he's not really supposed to be you know talking about how he's really feeling so yeah he's very like i'm gonna just put things under the rug which is not good but yeah but i'm sure he was scared i'm for sure like he's he's pretty like sensitive like i am and like emotional so like i'm pretty sure he was pretty like what the hell is going on like yeah yeah, because, like, I remember of a time in elementary, I, like, I lived close to my elementary, and, yeah, like, they locked us down. I didn't know what was going on. I went to the restroom, and then all of a sudden, like, they told everybody to stay, like, stay where they're at, so I had to stay in the restroom for, like, an hour. Um, so, like, it wasn't scary. I was just confused. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I don't know. Like that. That's that's true. Like it really like resonated with me. Like that. Not because I uh, personally I don't have siblings, but that that is something that I think about sometimes. And yeah, like you bring an issue. Like like um, should we homeschool them? But it does suck that they won't get that interaction like that we do. Like that we experienced. Like when we went to school. Like we got to talk to people. And now like everything is virtual. Are they? I mean, they're pretty like they know technology pretty well you know they're always on their phone anyway so maybe yeah like they're already used to it so like maybe this is the time where we transition to something more safe maybe this is going to be an option now like since like they're figuring out how to teach the the kids from home like because they're pretty much they were first uh, they were forced to like maybe this is going to be an option now you know like doing this through skype maybe some of them some of them go to school and then some of them stay at home and then they alternate you know maybe that's an option too but yeah, yeah you, definitely yeah yeah but see the, the thing is i feel like counseling should like should be a little bit better that should be a little better because mm-hmm. um the mess like the people that are committed they, they either have some mental issues or anger and or the the um at home they're not doing that well so also, you gotta bring that issue, and if that if that if that that child that that's committing that that crime or that, that yeah, um, maybe they're the ones that are like they're not having a happy home, and now you're forcing them to go to school, like to go to school at home, and you know it just brings up even more issues. You know, like now they're gonna commit, they're still gonna do that, but now it's gonna be their parents. So, yeah, 
yeah like it's always a thing right there's always like uh, uh it, like answer to the issue like you have an answer but there's always like the the devil's advocate type of deal like there's always mm-hmm. a negative side to everything but yeah like that yeah. one like stood out to me for sure uh, the poem that you have featured on the alegria the latinx mm-hmm. poetry project the license for exposure right it, it was about like that like giving us a chance to succeed on our talent not just on our looks but since you're the writer and i have you here today like won't you tell us about it yeah so that one like every time i ever since i was younger like every movie like a lot of movies like majority not like every single but like a majority of the ones that i've seen it's always if there's like or in tv shows if there's like the immigrant or undocumented or like you know just latina um or latino characters a lot of them are the gangsters a lot of them are the drug dealers a lot of them are the maid um they don't speak like very good english and they're like either kind of like made fun of for that or like uses like a joke or like they're um kind of like sylvia vergara where she's been in a couple movies or whatever where they kind of played on that and like really over sexualizing and then they only use for like certain roles like hers like you see the beautiful like blondish hair like she's really light skin and like you know the accents either and the accent is oh is over fetishized fetishized and that's still like you know a lot of stigma and i don't know i just felt like it was too much of like we're not being portrayed like for the realness that we are like we're people too we're not caricatures mm-hmm. so i was just like aggravated with that like why aren't you putting more indigenous people and like showcase our accents showcase like the real side because there there's a lot of people that yeah they are gangsters they do clean houses they do all these important things like there's things like that those jobs aren't like to be looked down on but it's like we do have other things that we do and show why we're doing it and that that we have more complex lives i think that's what it is i i was tired of seeing like the one side or being over sexualized like every time so yeah, I was just sick of that. Sorry, my kitten is. <laughs> That's fine. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even hear or her. I was just like, I hear her, and I'm like, I don't want everybody else to <laughs> yeah, yeah. hear her just screaming. She just wants to get out. No, I didn't okay, hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you do bring a good point, and yeah, that's true. Like, um, but at the same time, like, I think there they are opening doors up. You know, I think Sofia Vergara, mm-hmm. like. For, like right now she's a, oh she was a modern family but i think like mm-hmm. it does like her being in like the cinema or tv whatever uh, like out in the open like representing latinos latin people of color like even though she's light-skinned i think it, it just opens up the door and now you have way more people you know like i feel like you, mm-hmm. with that you, i mean there's always a consequence to everything you know and you're over fantasize it you fetishize over it but at the same time i look at the positive sides of it because mm-hmm. we live in like such a negative world i believe and sometimes you just gotta look at the positive yeah i do see it i see i know what you're talking about but for music you know like at least she's opening up that's a door that wasn't open before you know j-lo the yeah. same thing like she's light-skinned-ish you know she's but at the same time like selena you know all these people that opened up doors that made it much easier for artists if it wasn't for them like you gotta you gotta just take it with it you know yeah you, you're giving this person opportunity but like what i hope is that they're bringing somebody with them you know not just leave, like staying and taking the fame and not doing anything mm-hmm. with it but yeah. um was this this poem just exclusive for the alegria um, poetry project or is this also featured in one of your other books yeah it's featured in moth baby okay. yeah 
So, like, yeah. is Moth Baby and um, Grady, are they different in theme, or are they pretty much, like, the same? They, yeah, they have a lot of the same themes. Um, Moth Baby, I feel like, is just more, like, it feels like the speaker's just healing much more than they did in Grady. Grady was, like, really just still opening eyes about the traumas and things around that person. And then the next book is, like, just more in a more positive way like still realistic because that's just how i am as a person but like also still just more positive like the first one was like really like and that's why i named it like that is really just like the dirty side of you know the dirty truth and then the second one is still going to be real and like talk about a lot of the same things but it's just like more experiences different experiences and so on so yeah so it's like moth baby like kind of like comparing it to like a butterfly but not the beauty of it like you get like you just mentioned like a little dirtier version of a butterfly yeah so that i like that yeah because i originally was thinking about something like a butterfly and then i was like you know why don't I do a moth because like i had already seen a bunch of butterflies and butterflies are known for their beauties and i was thinking like moths like i don't even like usually i do, i hate moths like they just feel weird when they touch you you know every time they'll just they're like a nuisance that you usually think of like a fly mm -hmm. they're just coming in the light when you're closing the door usually like during the summer they're attracted to your like your front uh door light and things like that so i used to think like oh they're just like ugly like they're weird like they don't have pretty colors and stuff like dragonflies or butterflies then i'm like well that doesn't mean that they don't have their own beauty and i looked it up and i mean obviously we could tell for from years of experience the thing like watching them is that they're attracted to light so i was like yeah there's these other experiences i'm talking about that are like really dark or like maybe seem depressing but there is also a there is that light as the cliche goes at the end of the tunnel so that's why i included that yeah i like that i like that metaphor i yeah, there's beauty in everything, you know, something that you find, like, not as beautiful as a butterfly, but there's still, like, it's pretty much a, a butterfly is just a little darker, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, and, and like, I think that's just, like, a, a good metaphor for people, you know, especially, like, what you just talked about, about, like, uh, usually, like, light-skinned people, they're the ones that get the, the glory, they get the fame, you know, and the, the accolades, but, like, the darker-skinned people, like, we, they look they get looked down upon just like a mom, you know? So I do, I like that metaphor, you know, it's, it's pretty good. So, so can you tell me what you were going through when you were writing Gritty? Gritty, I had just got out of, I had kind of just got out of like quote unquote, cause it would have been actually, yeah. Cause I was writing it like in 2018, I just got like out of domestic violence situation that had been going on for like six years, seven years. So then I um, I moved to my sister's house and I started writing it and then I finished it like in 2019, like the beginning of the year. Um, and I was just like, really, like I said, like, like I said, like a few minutes before, it's, I was really figuring out like all these, I was facing my demons, like kind of like for the first time, like truly like in a different light, because when I had been in stuck in that situation, I was estranged from family yet again. I was, you know, going through a lot of health issues, like, and I was going through, like, I wasn't voicing to myself, not even out loud, but to myself, like, what are these things that I'm dealing with? Like, I wasn't able to fully, like, heal or deal with my anxiety, my depression, like, my OCD and stuff. And so when I was writing it, I was like, this is my time to, like, put down, like, all these things that I have, some of the stuff, like, I've been scared to say. 
and even things that have been about like family members or whoever because I'm not used to talking about um, personal business because that's always what I've been taught is you don't talk about it you don't talk about our family you don't talk about your stuff to anybody um, so like especially authority like school you know like teachers principals police anyone you know so it's just kind of really figuring out and like facing that fear alone of like speaking on these things that some of them are taboo at least in my family or the the people that I've been around um throughout my life so that one yeah was just more of like the first awakening and then that's when moth baby came later and I was like well there is more light at the end of the tunnel though and how do you decide like what to include on like like what include on this book and what you should like keep and what you should throw away and maybe what you should put on your next book I think for the first one, there was only a couple that I took out because I felt like some of them, they were like overly that I had left out were like a little bit repetitive. And I was like, well, what's the point of keeping it if I already like talked about it? Like the point of like what I try to keep in mind with my writing and one of the good advice that I got from one of my poetry teachers was you take the familiar and make it unfamiliar. Um, so it's like some, I'll take some that out that I'm like, well, I'm just re-saying the same thing and I'm not giving it, even if it's kind of along the same experience, because I do touch on the same domestic violence situation personally that I've encountered, um, more than a few times in both books, but it's like, I need to have something different. What is that experience? What did that tell me? What can that tell somebody else? You know, a new, a little different spin, something. So I, I usually only leave out ones that I'm like, ah, that's not, it's not working. Like it's, it's not working for me. Um, for the first to second, I don't think I left any out to keep for the next one, except the one, which I talked about abortion. I think that was the only one that I intentionally was like, I'm going to save this one for another book. Um, but for the second to my third book that I'm currently finished the draft of, um, I left um, a couple out that I was like, I think this would go better as far as this is the next chapter of this speaker's journey. So like here, I'm gonna leave it for this next one so that they can have something else, um, another insight on it. Because as you get you know, older, as we know, you get more experience, even as the months pass by the weeks, you know, with every experience you're getting something else. So I decided I'll just wait on some of these until I have something different to say, because right at the point i was like i'm gonna just be looking at it with the same lens i need to give it more time for me to evolve and develop so yeah and and so um moss baby was like your more metamorphosis kind of right so you were yeah. starting to yeah. become like uh like these issues that you're going through on gritty you're trying to um pretty much like shading them off right so can you tell me that how that came to be like the the, the that overall theme or maybe that experiences that you were I'm going through I guess yeah I was um so I was still on my sister's and by the time that I was starting to write moth baby just a little bit and then I had left it was actually more the summer that's when I was really writing it um last year um I had just left her house and she um during that time she was she's very spiritual and stuff um not necessarily religious but more of like you know crystal healing herbal healing things like that and um kind of like being honest with yourself about your own like traumas and things like that so talking with her during that time after i'd written greedy more and just like having new experiences outside of what i had at my parents house when i was living and going back during the summers of my undergrad years 
and finally being out from under, you know, escaping my abusive partner. I had this kind of time, like sev more than several months, almost a year, about a year at that time that I was starting to write Moth Baby and stuff and like get more into it. I was having these new, um, I had that whole new lens almost. Like it was a whole, I was changing into a different person basically during those during that time being at her house of you know getting away from these people that i'm usually being around and yeah so i think it was that just change of like literally the physical space that i was in and then it just translated i started to just change emotionally and all kinds of stuff so that's like and then i finished moth baby like a little bit by the summer and i read possessive i think it's it's featured on moth baby right yeah so, like is that about self-identity yeah yeah it's really about because what i had been what i had been going through at the time till even now still what i even what i thought about the other day was that i um i wanted to be closer to my ancestors like i'm proud of my culture and stuff my two cultures but at the same time i never like we never really talked about in my family about like great grandmas and things like that are really like a whole bunch of traditions passed down like it's little things that I got passed down from my grandma and my mother and stuff but I don't know I just felt like disconnected for a very long time from my Mexican side my Salvadorian and I'm not even like I don't talk to my Mexican side at all so it's like at the time when I wrote that I was just like I really like I think it's just I want to show a yearning for being close to my heritage and my ancestors and like being proud of that even if I don't know too much about them and I want to like showing that I do want to like I don't want to forsake them or anything because I'm here because of them where I am and they've given me strength whether I was aware of it or not because I used to be a religious person but now I'm just more spiritual or trying to be you know just figuring it out so I think that's what that one was about when you're like writing all these poems but was it always like in the back of your head or was it always your idea to make a book or like to share these experiences to maybe help somebody or one day you're just you know what i'm just gonna do it um so the poems i was writing before i wrote gritty for years they were just about i think they were just for myself like i and i was just like in the midst of trying to get them to literary magazines for a long time like just get at least something you know published see my work out there and then I think I realized like, I do, I, I knew like, I always loved helping people. I always loved being there for other people, supporting them, whatever, you know, like advice, just talking like um, the things that I didn't really get growing up and up until, you know, for a long time, like really didn't really have a support system. So I was always been big about that. So eventually I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna write these poems. And I started putting them together and I was like, I'm gonna put them into a book. And then I didn't for sure think that I was going to publish it because I was just like, who's going to take it? Like, who's really going to read it? Like, how am I going to get it distributed? Like, how am I going to help people like that? have probably been through some of the stuff that I've been through. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just self-publish it. So that's when I was like, this is how I'm going to get it out there my kind of way. And I'm not going to wait for a publishing company mm -hmm. to do it because sometimes it takes forever. And I was like, I want this shit done now. Like, it's been a long time coming. Like, I've been wanting a book out there um but with the poems necessarily that hadn't started out as me trying to help others i think that was me just barely getting into like writing down what i had been feeling and like had been building up then it turned to like you know what i can maybe help somebody anybody and like what has the response been like was it like what you expected was it more overwhelming or was it like it's just maybe didn't meet up to your expectations it's kind of like both 
and I felt bad like for thinking with the first one it's actually a little bit more on the side of like much better than I expected because I honestly didn't really like and I don't know if that's pessimistic but I just didn't have I don't have not just the followers but I don't have that many friends or anything like and I wasn't really integrated into the writing community for whatever reason like that was probably my own doing for years like I don't know if I didn't know how to navigate how to just get more connected and like you know meet more people but I just um I figured I wasn't gonna get that much attention or audience for it and so I just became complacent of like you know what if like five people read it and buy it that's it because not even about the buying part like um it's really just about um them getting it you know like them just reading it and that's it because I could care less about people like you know the the money part like so if i could give them all away for free i would but it's a whole bunch that like that would be a whole bunch of money on my part to like buy them all you know and all that i'd have to figure out a way to do it for free to be honest like i might see how i could do that in the future of like how i print it on my own or something like literally on my own without going through a third party like lulu or something even though the, it's amazing it's been amazing because it's pretty easy and it's pretty like um cost effective and everything so i do like the self-publishing process it's just yeah it was just because I was just like it's not about the money or anything so I don't know I was just like worried if people were gonna be like no it costs too much or I don't even know her you know I don't know what her writing's like so but it, it came out better the first for the first book it came out much better um support than I thought I was truly like I felt blessed you know not that it wasn't that many people maybe by some other people's standards you know that are have a lot more followers or whatever the case is or more like connections in the community but I was like hey like I just threw it out there I mean you know I had never done my poetry really writing beforehand so I mean just for someone that just did it basically and like really like did my first kind of piece of work out there like it did pretty well I think you know but then the second one came and it did about the same that I kind of expected because again I was like hey I don't have a lot of people that probably follow or care that much not that all my followers don't probably care about writing or poetry necessarily so I was like it might be around the same amount of people so if it is I have to be okay with that because that was the goal because even if it just touches one person or one to five people read it then that's that's it that's all I need to be okay with because that's I just wanted it to help somebody if they can and to have what I what my dream was to have my work out there so it's just kind of like seeing the good side or seeing like the, there was some cons and pros but it was just kind of seeing trying to see the good side of it so that's what I've come to be like the support I have got even if it's not a lot it's the it's better in quality so I guess it's just quality over quantity yeah yeah I, I'm I agree like personally like I have issues with that myself like Sometimes I'm like, man, I put so much work into this, but mm-hmm. then I then I think about it as like, you know what, like you're pretty much a nobody. Like, you, like I myself, like I excluded my, like myself from a lot of people. You know, like I, I don't have that many friends, but like doing this podcast has really helped. And thinking about it realistically, like a hundred people, two hundred people listen to you. Like, hey, you know, that's way more than like than others. And yeah. Like yeah. that's people that didn't have to even listen to you at all. You know, they're making, they're helping you out. They're listening to because they feel your stuff is interesting enough, or the people they bring on are interesting that they want to listen to you. So, like, I, I do. Like, I have an issue that's a, a big problem. Like, man, I want more people, more people. But yeah. like, at yeah. the same time, I think that's nature. Like, you want to feel appreciated. You want to feel like you're you're being heard or you're being seen. 
and like you put standards on yourselves like you want to meet these goals that you set for yourself and but the hardest part is like um whether you succeed is not on your hands like you can put in all the work but it's on on others to like to help you get there you know so hopefully like we we, we can get you some some purchases but like before we end it like i want to know what do you hope to accomplish with your poetry and with your writing i just want more people to know like bottom line is that they they their story can be heard like they can't they are seen they are seen that these things that a lot of people may not want to talk about our society like are parts of our society and others just because they don't want to talk about it doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to be talked about like and there is power through um the writing and slash speaking about it in community so i just really wanted more people to be like more inclusive of you know and i think honestly be more inclusive supportive and like just understanding like you don't have to accept people's choices for things that's why i talk about abortion like some other things but don't like be hateful i think that's my thing is really literally just spread like a little bit more compassion because it's like sometimes i feel like it's hard to find that and i'm i'm just like yeah just because you don't go through the same thing someone that doesn't mean you can't try to understand on some level so i think i really just wanted to promote with these books two that i have um and any other future ones of like just being more understanding and compassionate like there's other stories out there um you just gotta like listen and give them like the space to do that yeah yeah well i mean this is the space for you so hopefully people are listening to you and go go get your book or at least give it a chance and i know you on your um on instagram those little mm-hmm. bubbles i don't know what they're called but i i know you have some of your writing featured there. oh yeah 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 i know what you're talking about yeah the highlights i think yeah yeah on your mm-hmm. highlights so if you guys want a little preview go to her highlights i think she has uh, a poem on every for every well, for each of her books featured on mm-hmm. there so go go check that it could be the little preview and then once i know you're gonna like it so once that happens once you go and go and check out her book and go buy it and hopefully support that way you know those funds could go into her next book she's i know she just mentioned she's working on the third book so um when that comes out hopefully you'll will uh, you'll be willing to come and maybe we could talk a little bit about that one but first i gotta read yeah. it because i don't want to talk about like I don't want to bring you on and they have nothing to like I don't know what's about it you know, so. <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure I'd be honored to be on again for the third book or whatever else that yeah. you guys you know that well, we want to talk about since you mentioned anxiety so maybe you could give some tips right now um people like they they're I mean they probably didn't even know they 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 suffered through um with anxiety but now like we yeah. all have to be at home and like I know mm-hmm. people like they just want to go outside and you know they don't like being in, in at home. So can you give them some tips on how they could get through it and hopefully like you know help some out. I don't know. Yeah. Um I have a couple for one that's um I do follow I use an app too to help monitor my moves. Like um it asks it's called Youper <clears throat> W O U <clears throat> sorry U P E R um for free i mean there's some you gotta you if you want to pay for like a couple dollars a month for the premium features which i wouldn't recommend because you don't really need it i mean you could find other apps for free that'll help you so as far as like journaling and things like that like you can get a journal you know write which is my next tip is to write things down even if you're not like well i'm not a writer well it still can help 
for you to really like put it down like or even if like act like you're writing the letter like whoever you're angry at like let's say you're stuck at home and you're stuck with your parents and your siblings or whatever like talk about it and like write it out just because like if you feel like oh i can't yell at them well you shoot yell it out to the to the damn you know the journal like it, it does help like i know it might sound silly but the first app to like um monitoring your moods it'll ask you how are you feeling today and I use that every day. You can set it to have a reminder however many times a day you want or don't set a reminder, just check on when you feel like it. I think it helps me personally just to keep as, um, to stabilize my moods, to figure out like how I'm feeling at the moment. So I know like if something is, if I'm not feeling good right now, like let me like, let me figure out what I need to do then next before it builds up. Cause I have a habit of like, you know, I blow up all of a sudden because I let things just like, you know, little by little tack on when but now that i'm using the app it does help me like okay i'm feeling anxious right now okay let me name it and let me like talk to my partner or friend real quick let me call somebody up if i need to like hey like you know can you help me can you support me so that's how that also really helps um talking to friends like you can still do like um netflix party i'd highly recommend that to like hang out with your friends like it's kind of like basically zoom or skype but you can watch the show with them basically and type stuff in the comment section for the show or movie that's a good way to feel like you're still like interacting with you know people that you care about wow. um i never thought of that having a netflix yeah. party over like through zoom or something like yeah yeah definitely movie oh yeah that I'm would be something yeah i'm definitely <laughs> do that yeah yeah so right. i think those are just a few things um the writing like i said the journaling or if like if you decide you want to dive into some you know fiction poetry whatever like by all means that too like can can be helpful like even if you think you're not good like just do it like it's the nobody it doesn't matter you know so i think that's truly yeah because i know it can be um stressful um the therapy thing too if you there is um if depends if you have medi-cal or what insurance you have but for medi-cal i believe it's free if you want to do telemedicine to talk to your doctors or whatever and um <clears throat> find a therapist maybe and do a virtual like i'm doing um so yeah there's there's some ways to try to like kind of cope during this time i know it's really tough on everybody and so, that's why i'm promoting like support right now a lot like talk to me dm or i'm sure there's other people that care that mm -hmm. will be li willing to listen to you even if it's you're just trying to cut you know cuss for like 10 minutes straight like by all means like let that shit out so i'm always well, my dms are always open as well well there are some tips right there go go reach out to her you could always reach out to me if you want you know um i work i work graveyard so i'm pretty much up really late so if you need somebody to talk to I'm here for you, but um, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, before you go, why don't you tell people where they can find you, all the information, where they can get your mm -hmm. book. If you're gonna be part of any events, um, let them know. Yeah, thank you so much for letting for letting me be here as an honor. And um, you can find both books, Gritty and Moth Baby um, by AI Ramos at um, lulu.com. I will send you the, um, the two links so you can post it on your story and I'll be posting on my own as well. So I'll send you the links. Okay, cool. To those, yeah. And what's your Instagram? Or do you want people um, to follow you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have two. So the first one is private. But uh, again, I accept anybody um, at Andrea Ivana, I-V-A-1-N-A-H. My author Instagram is at written by A.I. Ramos. All right. Well, yeah. make sure you go follow her. If you guys need somebody to talk to, we're here for you. And make sure you go grab her books. 
right, I think we're gonna. That's gonna be it for us. Oh, actually, before we go, did did um did I miss anything? Like I know, like you're, I have you here. We're almost gonna end it, but like I want to make sure um I uh, I talked about everything you wanted to talk about, and I, I the people um have all the information you you came here for to give them. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That confusing ass question though, but hey, hopefully you understood <laughs> what I was trying to say. Yeah, I think we covered everything. I think if that's what you're asking, yeah. I think we covered mostly. We covered actually a lot. I mean, you touched on some questions that I like, that I've been thinking myself and stuff like that. And I think that hopefully could help anybody in their, you know, what they're going through and in in specific the writing process or anything. Um, Also, I just want to mention at least, like if anyone has any questions, I'll try to answer them as best I can as far as self-publishing goes. Cause I did do some research on how to like, try to like market and like, you know, what, which ones are the best to, you know, do with which companies, um, things like that. I mean, you know, so just anything, if they just want help or, um, whatever, um, I'm always happy to help with any will, questions or something. Like for any future writers or future poets mm-hmm. are listening to make sure you reach out to her if you guys need some help on self-publishing. All right. Well, like I said, this is going to be it. Um, I'm going to let you go, but that's just, I'm just going to end the recording and I'll talk to you in a bit. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go support Andrea. You can find her at Andrea Ivana on Instagram. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-I-V-A-N-H. And to get her book, go to andreaivana.wixsite.com slash my site. Like I said on the intro of this episode, I will be giving away a copy of Moth Baby and Gritty. So make sure you go add me on Instagram and Facebook at Let Me Know Pod. That's where I'll be hosting the giveaways. Also, make sure you go leave me a review on iTunes of five stars. Uh, and also, I do have some merch. You can find my merch at teespring.com slash Let Me Know Pod. But... I do recommend for you to DM me or email me. I'll get the whatever you want from the website. Just tell me the shirt or the sweater or whatever, whatever it is that you want on Teespring and I'll get it for you. I will use my discount and be cheaper for you. And I get to keep the profit because um, Teespring does take a couple, you know, a lot from, from what I'm making. So, so this month I'm featuring the LGBTQ plus t-shirt 100% of the proceeds will be given to the national center of transgender equality so make sure you go to teespring.com and get yourself a shirt um, use the promo code let me know pod or podcast or let me know i have three it's three different promo codes all three you'll get 20% um all i really want is your support if i don't get any money from it it's all good and i'm trying to save you some money with the 20% so Use it or email me or send me a DM and I'll get that shirt for you. Right now it is taking, I ordered a t-shirt, a sweater about um, two months ago and I still haven't received it. So if you ordered something through Teespring, be patient. I'm not in control. Be aware of that. Um, They're the ones that make the shirts. They print it. They send them. All I'm taking care of is promoting my shirts or and the sweater so if you're interested in supporting the show and supporting the national center for transgender equality uh, get yourself that shirt but i do also have other shirts right now i'm working on two shirts the lucky cat and the pizza party so stay tuned for that and yeah so make sure you go at andrea on instagram facebook leave a five star review on itunes 
and let's talk let's talk you know i know right now it's hard times i appreciate you guys being here listening to me but i know you guys want to vent so i'm planning to do a solo bolo this month so if you have anything any questions any concerns any comments anything that you want me to address on that episode make sure you send me an email or send me a dm all right so i want to you know this is the podcast for the people by the people i'm just the one hosting it so hopefully you guys feel like you guys could talk hopefully you guys feel that this is a safe place to do so so like i said email me send me a question do whatever you want but contact me because i really appreciate you guys being here and doing everything and supporting me i just want to give back to you guys and like i said i hope that this is a space for you guys to be entertained and kind of not forget what's going on in the world but a place where you don't have to be constantly reminded of uh you know 2020 being a piece of shit year but it's also perspective you know it's it's bad right now but it can only get better right it could only get better so hope you guys are out there pursuing the happiness of your soul of your heart and you know that i'm just talking to talk at this point so i'm gonna let you guys go but before i go i just want to thank you guys for letting me be part of your day all right guys so next time i'll see ya bye song has been brought to you by let me know podcast new episode every week available on all streaming platforms